Chapter 38 To the Tower The combined powers of the madman and the girl thundered through highest flay. Had he not established the spillway of Marcus to the sink gem, he would not have survived it for a second. Force-tapping Dunipals would have been impossible without the assistance of his allies. The same was true for this incredible girl. But now he had them both. Could there be any doubt that he was the champion of the One God? Now he needed only study the girl's stunning repertoire of feats, and nothing in the world could stand against him. All would be united in worship of the One God. He turned away from the limp form of the slight girl who now lay in the mud. He wished he could take on giant form as Eeples had done, but hadn't the slightest idea how to do it. No matter, with such an abundance of Marcus, he could pull the secrets from the girl. Don Eeples, on the other hand, the man likely had no idea what he'd done. He found Don Quiv and sensual men's Marcus knots still attached to the girl's mind. He severed them easily, same with the others. But what was this? Another thread, so slight and ephemeral, snaking off to the long-abandoned Tower of Kill's Keep. There had been another Merculin present during the battle with Eeples. Flay sniffed and reached for the source. The spark was familiar. The boy he'd collected from the home. The very same who had accompanied Don Eeples to Garden Island. Acolyte Henley Mast. What subtle trick was he playing? Why bother with such a thin attempt to control the girl? Flay sliced at the thread, his effort passing through it as though it weren't even there. But the thread did not part. He tried again, forming murkacine bolts of piercing sound to obliterate it. But they had no effect. Pausing, he studied the strand. Like any bolt, it should be composed of the five senses. But this had none of them. It was... He didn't know what it was. Recoiling from the strangeness, he barked orders for Quiv to capture the boy. Dun Quiv and the other surviving Donesmaster set off, staggering in the wind. The sensual and two surviving novitiates of Ori remained. Sen's men had moved from Eeples to the girl. The girl's lips were blue, and her closed eyelids had a bluish cast as well. The sensual had covered her with another oil cloak, though what good that would do was not apparent to Flay. They will both die if we do not warm them, she said. To the tower, then, he said. The sensual motioned to her sisters, and both Eeples and the girl were gathered up. They began the long walk toward the tower, but Flay was not content to follow. He wanted to strike. He turned northward, somewhere in that direction, beyond these ash barrens of Kill's Fifth, lay the Vale of Paul. He could feel them even now, the sour-faced spinsters. They would submit. Well, those he did not make examples of would submit. <laughs>